Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts program for your Thursday, the 28th day of October 2021. We are almost to the end of the first 10 months in office of the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris administration. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Z, and I host this little program called The Truth Hurts, where we point out the lies of the left, the double standard, and the hypocrisy of the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, the really far-out, far-left people who don't have a clue of how to run a nation. And things have only spiraled downhill since this feeble-minded, dementia-Alzheimer's patient, a man suffering from dementia, continues to not have a clue what the hell it is he is doing. I said on previous programs, when you have a president of the United States who looks at a camera and says, I'm sorry, I've been told I'm not to answer any questions. You have to ask, what kind of leader is he that he's being told by some puppet master, some handler, some guy pulling the strings, you are not allowed to answer any questions? What kind of president is that? What kind of leader could he possibly be? He is running the country into the ground on an international scale. While they were so busy with all kinds of other diversionary tactics, trying to make you think the most important thing in the world was getting Donald Trump for some made-up scandal, some made-up fake news story. While they were diverting your attention, they were not paying attention to what China was doing. Not only was China unleashing a Dr. Anthony Fauci-inspired gain-of-function research virus onto the world, but primarily here and in our ally-friendly countries. They didn't think it was going to spread worldwide like it has. While they were diverting your attention in the media, China was developing hypersonic missiles. Missiles that can go as much as five times the speed of sound. Literally, not virtually, literally rendering our entire missile defense system in the U.S. and in our allies' home countries 100% useless. That's right, boys and girls. We've spent decades developing these anti-missile systems, these missile defense systems, and put them in place. But during the regime of Barack Hussein Obama and now gropey Joe Biden, China and Russia are making us look like amateurs on the world stage. The U.S. used to be one of the most feared nations on planet Earth, a big brother of sorts. Everyone knew the United States could take care of themselves and our allies like Canada, England, France, Spain, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, and others, Italy, even Greece, those nations knew that Big Brother had the hardware to take care of them as well as take care of ourselves. But now China has unleashed a massive new threat against the world, hypersonic ballistic missiles that could take out any target anywhere on planet Earth with the push of a button, and those things would land on their target and explode before we could even finish pressing the button sequences in the United States of the missile defense system. The two hypersonic tests were conducted while the Biden administration was so, so busy formulating their next plan to make Donald Trump look stupid. The Chinese have launched two such missiles in the Biden administration's era. 
And in the process, they sent these two missiles around the globe, and both of them landed within 25 miles of their intended targets. Well, that's a miss, right? Wrong. When it comes to a nuclear warhead, if you're within 100 miles, 200 miles of your intended target, the widespread devastation will not care whether you were 24.3 miles off your target. You're still going to have massive destruction, death, and all the other things that come along with a nuclear strike. This should be a wake-up call to the Biden administration, but they're still too busy trying to blame Donald Trump for the empty store shelves, trying to blame Donald Trump for the spiking gasoline prices, trying to blame Donald Trump for the humanitarian disaster at the southern border, a disaster that Donald Trump was well on the way to curing. Think about it. Donald Trump had proposed a border wall at Mexico the first day of his presidency. He put it into effect and it was underway, under construction. But during four years in office, the Democrats, led by people like Nazi, nasty, naughty Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Joe Biden, Toe Harris, who by the way was a U.S. Senator during the Trump administration, people like crazy Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Focahontas Elizabeth Warren, Cory Racist Booker, Sheila Jackson Lee, and their buddies in Congress spent four entire years fighting Donald Trump for every single decision he made. Had Donald Trump been able to do the wall during his four years, it probably would have been about 90% completed. We would not have over a million and three quarters caught crossing illegally at our southern border and another five to 11 million that got away. And that, by the way, is the term they use in the Border Patrol. They're called gotaways. Yep, we caught five of them at the border, but 54 of them got away. If you do the simple math based on apprehensions versus known gotaways, we probably have had over three and a half million crossing just since Joe Biden took office. The ones we spotted, the few that we caught, and the large number that got away. And then there are also the massive number who cross at areas where there are no border agents. Those are millions more, my friends. This is all on Joe Biden's watch, but yet they're still spending time on the television because that's all they are. They're wannabe reality stars. They're not really legislators. They're only trying to do what they can to make Donald Trump look bad because I think they know in their hearts half the nation fully supported Donald Trump in just about everything he did. Sure, we didn't like the mean tweets. Sure, we didn't like the snide remarks that he made. But border security at our southern border was working. Our economy was humming along. We had no empty store shelves. We didn't have spiking gasoline and diesel prices. We didn't have electricity bills rivaling house notes. We did not have long lines of people looking for a handout. We didn't have massive unemployment. We didn't have 30 million job openings because Donald Trump's economy had more people working, a larger percentage of the population working, gainfully employed, paying taxes, supporting the nation. The largest percentage in my lifetime, certainly in over 65 years in our nation's history. The highest employment participation rate for Black African American 13% hyphenated minorities, the highest labor percentage participation rate 
of Hispanic Latino residents, both legal and illegal, I might add. The highest employment rate, participation, job participation rate, that is, for Caucasian Americans, as well as Asian Americans. Not everyone was working. There were still those hell-bent on sucking from the government tit, those welfare-for-lifers. But they had reduced in percentage and in overall numbers under Donald Trump's administration. And that took power away from the Democrats. Because you see, when you're a Democrat politician, you want those welfare recipients. You need those welfare recipients. You need people dependent upon the government. And that way you can hold out your Democrat flag and say, follow my Democrat flag and I will make sure you get a check every month. No, you're not living at a standard of living as high as those rich, privileged white people, but we're helping you with a monthly stipend. And then they turn around and blame the rich, so-called privileged white people for the demise of the black social network, the demise of the black community, the demise of the black family unit. It is the Democrats who destroyed that family unit in the black community way back when the welfare program was expanded and the government told baby mamas, it's okay, baby. Go ahead on, have you 14 children. The government gonna give you a check for each and every one. And you baby daddies, y'all ain't gotta worry about paying no child support. Y'all ain't gotta worry about paying no alimony. Y'all ain't gotta worry about having no job. What we gonna do is put the baby mama and the 14 children up in a public housing facility and then you go ahead on out, do your little job, sell your little drugs, pay that baby mama a little coin, and you can stay in the spare bedroom. Or you can stay in the bedroom with the baby mama and make some more welfare babies. The government has also now told the illegal immigrants, just get across the border and have your baby. The baby becomes an automatic U.S. citizen, and we are not a cruel nation, so we're not going to make mama stay in Mexico while the baby stays here. That would be inhumane. Those babies are known as anchor babies. They anchor a U.S. citizen, a baby born in the United States, to an illegally trespassing, invading alien woman. She crosses pregnant, very pregnant, spits out a kid, and she gets to stay. And then they do familial occurrence allowances. They let the baby daddy come on in, the puppy. And then... If there are any siblings, well, we can't separate the families at the border, so we let the siblings on in too. Before you know it, you got a family of nine Hispanic migrants in the country, one here technically, legally, because it was born here as a citizen. The other eight use that baby as an anchor to keep them tethered to our nation. The eight illegal immigrants get to stay, and they're highly encouraged to vote Democrat. The plan, of course, of gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, and it's not really their plan. It is the puppet masters, those handlers at the top. The plan is let as many illegals cross into the United States under Biden Harris's administration as possible. And then there'll be so many illegal immigrants voting Democrat, along with the 13% hyphenated American minority voting Democrat. And then those white guilt ridden rich white folks who feel guilty because the system has taught their weak minds that somehow their whiteness is evil. Their white privilege, which doesn't exist, is keeping black folks and brown folks down. 
So they latch on to that very notion because their college professors told them so, and they get together and form about 56% of the American population, which all but guarantees we may never once again in our lifetimes see a Republican president or vice president or Speaker of the House or Senate Majority Leader. Hell, we may not have very many Republicans left in Congress at all if this trend of catch and release at the southern border. Just remember, you can stay as long as you remind yourself to vote Democrat. And the pandering, the monthly stipends, the welfare, the handouts, the giveaways, the WIC, the food stamps, the SSIC, the crazy checks, the Medicare, the Medicaid, all the free programs keep going to those who choose to live at the bottom of the economic ladder. Because it's easier to get a little bit of cash just to pay your little bit of bills than it is to go out and work and pay taxes and possibly become successful, possibly realize the American dream. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Stacy and the Truth Hurts Program. Say, Mommy, how come I got to go to school in the same old pair of Nike tennis shoes I beat on head since the beginning of the school year? And little Timmy Whittington, the white kid, he got nice new shoes every day and nice looking clothes. And his mama drives a nice car and we drive this old raggedy hoopty. Well, baby, it's like this here. That boy daddy gotta go to work every day. He ain't be home. He don't get to chill at the crib. His mama got to go to work too. That's how they got the Infinity and the Lexus. And they can go and shop at the nice stores and buy those nice clothes and shoes. And that's why they gets to eat steak every night. But think about this here. Your mama ain't gotta go to work. You don't even know who your daddy is. Your mama get to hang out by the salon with the homegirls while you be at school. I get to stay here in this rent-free crib. I got a nice little car. Yeah, the mirror hanging off and the trunk is blue and the rest of the car is silver. Got scratches and dents on it and we got a plastic bag over the window. But at least I ain't got to pay no car note on it like the Whittington's. And then, on top of that, I ain't got to go to work. I get a check every month. I get my Social Security supplement of income. I get my child tax credits. I get my welfare. I get WIC for you churning the baby. I get crazy checks because I tell y'all how to egg up when y'all go to the doctor so they say y'all is a little bit off. I get food stamps. I get my extra little money here and there. I get my utility assistance. And I ain't got to go deal with no people every day. I ain't got to go to no job. I just stays home. I can watch the television on my stolen cable because I'm hooked up next door and that old lady don't know no better. My electricity have a subsidy from the government and they owes us. They owes us, baby. But mommy, we could be living so much better if we would just go get a job. Yeah, we might have to pay a little bit in taxes. Girl, I ain't paying no taxes, never. Ain't never gonna happen, girl. I will not pay the government that held my people back for all these centuries. But mommy, the United States ain't but 240 years old. That ain't many centuries. And slavery was abolished in 1863. You hush your mouth, girl. Where they be teaching you them lies? For many centuries, our people be done held back by the government. But mommy, it's not a lie. Abraham Lincoln was the president. He abolished slavery almost 160 years ago, mama. And Martin Luther King, he done said, I have a dream. And guess what? That was like 60-something odd years ago, mama. We could be living so much better. You hush your mouth, girl. We gonna stay here in the project. We gonna stay doing what we doing. Cause mama ain't going to work. And I likes getting my check every month. So you just deal with it, girl. If you want to go ahead and graduate high school, and you want to go get a job and learn, they're going to take about a third of your paycheck straight away, and they're going to be feeding your mama. Stacy and the Truth Hurts Program. 
I want to change gears here for just a moment and talk to you about something that I think is illegal, and I'm pretty sure there is legal precedent against this. I think that there is some law in the books, and maybe even in our U.S. Constitution, that prohibits the government from requiring a private citizen to purchase something from a private company, like mandating that you do something that enriches someone else, especially when the members of the government, especially Congress, have the right to invest in those private companies which profit from the mandate. I'll explain. If the federal government requires you to purchase something, like you're required to purchase car insurance, that should be illegal if any of the politicians who passed that law are allowed to invest in the insurance companies that they require you to purchase insurance from. Of course, through the years, they've found ways and legal loopholes and little nooks and crannies to make that requirement a reality. And you are required to buy car insurance in order to drive on the nation's roads. You know damned well that some politicians are heavily invested in insurance companies. Hell, some of them might have even been attorneys for insurance companies, lobbyists, etc., before they ever got into politics. The same thing is true of the requirement that we have to buy a vaccine. Now, follow me here. Right now, the vaccines are quote-unquote free, but someone's paying for them, and that someone is the federal government. And who pays the federal government? <laughs> That's right. You and me. We are the ones to pay the federal government. Right now, you're being told you must roll up your sleeve or lose your job. You must roll up your sleeve or you cannot participate in the free market system of the United States. You can't go get a beer. You can't go to dinner. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to a ball game. You can't participate in our American economy unless you roll up your sleeve and get stuck with a needle. Someone is getting paid to stick the needle in your arm. Someone is getting paid to manufacture the China virus vaccines. Someone is getting paid with your tax dollars. For the government to require employers to tell their employees you will get vaccinated or you will be fired has got to be a violation of some law in our country. A Texas judge on Tuesday has dismissed a request for an injunction against an impending vaccine mandate brought by a union that represents the pilots of Southwest Airlines. And they were dealt a significant blow against their attempt to sidestep Gropey Joe Biden's mandate that all government contractors either get stuck with a needle or they can't do business with the federal government. According to Politico, Oriana Pollock writes, federal judge tosses out Southwest Airlines pilots petition against the vaccine mandate. Federal workers, my friends, as well as government contractors, which include major U.S. commercial airlines, must be vaccinated against the Wuhan China virus by December 8th, or the companies they represent will lose out on government contracts. The Southwest Airlines Pilots Association had last month unsuccessfully sought exemptions to the mandate. They petitioned the Biden administration to reconsider, 
Their argument was the vaccine could have medical side effects, which could potentially end a pilot's career. Just like its sister airlines, Southwest said its contracts with the federal government require full compliance with the federal vaccination mandate issued by the king, feeble-minded Joe Biden I. Employees must be vaccinated fully or be approved for religious, medical, or disability exemptions by December 8th in order to continue being employed. That, my friends, is the same day by which federal contractors must also prove that they've been stuck, like Chuck, with a vaccine that might suck. When their plea for an exemption failed, the union filed an injunction in a federal court in Dallas to temporarily block King Biden's vaccine mandate. Additionally, you might recall, Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued a direct order that would ban vaccine mandates for private businesses in the state. But despite Abbott's action, Southwest said it will continue to require employees to get vaccinated by the federal decree. Here's the ruling. Texas District Judge Barbara M. G. Lynn denied Southwest Pilots Association for the injunction stating it was premature under the Norris LaGuardia Act, which is a 1932 law that gives labor unions the right to organize and strike or use other economic means to influence management. The Southwest Pilots Association had argued that Southwest violated the Railway Labor Act, alleging the airline failed to maintain a status quo during ongoing major disputes between the two parties. That dispute happens to be a previous lawsuit filed by the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association involving claims of unfair labor practices during COVID. The court agreed that it lacks subject matter jurisdiction over the party's disputes as to the complaint of policies, but Judge Lynn said vaccination requirements under Gropey Joe King Biden's administration is a no-brainer. Quote, Requiring Southwest employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 will likewise improve the safety of air transportation, the efficiency of Southwest operations, and further the collective bargaining agreement's goal of safe and reasonable working conditions for pilots. In addition, because Southwest is a federal contractor, the vaccine requirement is required by law, according to the judge. There goes those people's freedom of commerce, freedom to enjoy the fruits of their labors, because King Biden has spoken. King Biden has spoken. Give me a break. As reported earlier on the Truth Hurts program, the media is finally starting to get the message by seeing reductions in their advertising revenues that the American people are tired of being lied to, misled, and out-and-out diverted from real news stories while the mainstream leftist media continues to cushion and cover for the disastrous Biden presidency. Not just the economy, not just foreign affairs, not just domestic affairs, not just the border crisis, not just inflation, not just supply shortages, empty shelves, Joe. Not only hate and discontent that you and your party have sown between the rich and the poor, the black and the white communities. Here's why Joe Biden's economy is heading in the wrong direction, according to CNN. Anakin Tapp, if that's the real name of this writer, wrote, 
From supply chain chaos to worker shortages, America's economic recovery ran into some serious challenges in the third quarter of the year. Stop. There have been economic challenges since this clown took office and ruined the oil and gas industry by killing the Keystone XL Energy Pipeline, laying off tens of thousands of oil and natural gas workers, tens of thousands of coal mining and coal refining workers, and by killing all of those offshore and onshore federal oil leases. Back to the article. Economists polled by Refinitiv expect that between July and September, America's economy grew at the slowest pace since the economic recovery began, an annualized rate of less than 3%, a massive downward spiral as compared to the Donald Trump administration, or even the 6.7 rebound in the spring. The Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP Now model looks dire, projecting under Joe Biden's administration, the annualized growth rate is less than 1%, actually 0.5% in the third quarter under Biden's administration. Economists at Action Economics say supply chain bottlenecks sharply curtailed activity last quarter, despite massive stimulus spending. Yes, Joe Biden, you can print up as much phony money as you'd like, dragging down the value of our dollar, making inflation go through the roof. You can see it at the gas pumps. You can see it in the grocery stores if you can find products on the shelves. For the Biden administration, this means that the White House and lawmakers will have their work cut out for them to try and get some form of economic recovery on track. D.C. says they will work with the ports to resolve shipping backlogs, but yet... I have a story coming up about what California is doing to penalize those boats that are sitting out there in the harbor. They want to penalize them, yet they will not put people to work to unload the ships. The supply chain crisis is a problem everywhere in the U.S. Factories are waiting for materials. Factories are waiting for parts. Factories are waiting for vehicles for their employees to drive back and forth to work. Customers are standing by waiting for finished products as U.S. prices continue to soar higher and higher under Joe Biden. U.S. industrial production declined in September by 1.3% as manufacturers continue to struggle with shortages of materials and qualified workers, some of whom, of course, were still staying home waiting on their next government handout, which paid them more than their actual jobs paid them to go to work. Over time, likely a very long time, the supply chain gridlock should ease, or at least that's the hope of the Biden administration. But there's that pesky labor shortage holding companies back. U.S. job openings spiked to a record 11.1 million in July as companies across various sectors were looking for staff to help meet a surge in consumer demand. Restaurants, many of which had to furlough staffs, because of the COVID, had a hard time getting workers back. Manufacturers are complaining of a lack of skilled laborers. And America's workers are in hot demand, but many are still struggling with home care responsibilities for their children and for their elderly. And they still have a few out there scared of catching the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, which still kills less than 0.002% of those who get the virus and less than 0.0003% of the population at large.
And those millions of unfilled jobs also mean that workers can afford to wait until they find a better paying opportunity. In response, some companies are raising wages to attract potential employees, which is pissing off those who stayed and ran through the pandemic because they're not getting raises commensurate with their experience versus new hire pay. Rising wages, of course, are good for some people, but Americans still have a lot of things to worry about, especially in the third quarter under Biden's administration. Inflation has hit new highs month after month after month under Biden's administration. In June, July, and September, price inflation was standing at a 5.4% year-over-year average, which is a 13-year high. Let's do the math, shall we? Who was the president 13 years ago? Barack Hussein Obama. And who was the vice president 13 years ago? That's right. You guessed it. It was gropey Joe Biden. And as I've said on previous programs, gropey Joe Biden will for certain be the Grinch to steal this year's Christmas with much higher prices for your Christmas dinner and Christmas presents. Not to mention the fuel to go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's await. She's in a nursing home and they still won't let you visit her. That's about all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. At least we're still free on multiple podcasting platforms. Go out there and make it a great Thursday, everybody. We'll see you on the next program. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.